Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. Well, hey, New Point, I want to welcome each and every one of you. I want to welcome our campuses, and I want to welcome those of you who are joining us online. I want you to know how much I love you. I really, really love you. And um, I'm excited about what God is doing uh, at New Point and what he wants to do in your life. Now, it's hard for me to believe, maybe it's hard for you to believe, that we are in June. We are in June, and probably most of us are done with the graduation parties, and so the kids are back in the house, they're out of school, and uh, we're just getting ready for this summer that we have been anticipating. And I want to congratulate all of our graduates, whether you graduated from kindergarten or maybe you graduated from high school or you've graduated from college. I want to tell you that God has an incredible future for you. And here's what I believe. The sooner you get in on his purpose and his plan for your life, the better off you're going to be, the less frustration you're going to have, and you're going to be able to excel in incredible, unbelievable ways. Now, remember, no matter how old you are, okay, no matter what life stage you find yourself in, God's best is always in front of you. Because here's what we believe at New Point. What God did in the past is greater than anything that you have done in your past. And that's why we can believe that he has an incredible future for each and every one of us. So that's good news. Now, we're in this series called Fruitful, and we've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit, that when a person comes to Christ, they trust him as the forgiver of their sins and the leader of their life, he begins to dwell in them through his Spirit. And he wants to produce something in us. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. It's the character of Christ. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, all of that. And today we're going to look at gentleness. And it is so important that you and I understand this because if you're a Christ follower, these things should be produced in your life and my life, not by your will or my will, but by his spirit. And so today we want to look at the word gentleness or the fruit gentleness. Now, it's pretty easy to understand because we use this word often. You know, we might say, be gentle with the baby. Take it easy. But where the word gentleness comes from, we don't use too often in our vocabulary, in our culture. And the word that we actually get gentleness from is the word meekness. Now, why is it important to know about meekness? Because people get it confused. Sometimes people think that meekness is weakness, and it's not. Or sometimes people think that meekness is cowardness, and it's not. The word meekness basically means yielded. It literally means strength under control. And so the word meekness comes from the idea of a wild stallion being broken being broken, when a horse is domesticated and is trained to be ridden or is trained to, to pull a plow, which means that now it is useful 
because its strength is under control. And so this type of process is called meeked. And when the horse is meeked, it is cooperative now. It's just not wild. Its strength has been focused to be able to be productive and to be helpful. And so that is the way it is in the fruit of the Spirit, gentleness or meekness. Now, Jesus, he taught in the Sermon on the Mount some incredible, unbelievable truths. You know, he starts off with the word blessed, which means that that you're satisfied, you're fulfilled. And he says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Basically, what he's saying is that we're spiritually bankrupt. That shows our condition. And then he moves to blessed are they that mourn, which is contrition. That, that once we find out that we're spiritually bankrupt, we mourn about that, okay? And we're contrite. And then he goes to the next point in his Sermon on the Mount. And he says, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. And see, what happens is when we realize that we're spiritually bankrupt and we're contrite about that, now what happens is we want to place ourselves under the control of God. He now becomes our leader, or if you will, our master. And just like a horse when it is meeked, okay, it still has the same strengths, it still has the same drive, it still has the same instincts, but now there's a bridle. And so it is with you and me. When when we allow this fruit, meekness, to be produced in you and I, we still have our same gifts. We still have our same personality. We still have our same talents. But now it's under control. It's under control. You see, they say that there's two ways in which you can deal with a horse. And I I think it can be applied to you and me. One is through self-release. And that is, if you have a wild stallion, you just let it run. You just let it run. There's no self-restraint. There's just self-assertion. And this basically says that whatever is natural is beautiful, and whatever is beautiful must be right. And so you just do your thing. You don't put any restraints upon that horse, or you don't put any restraints upon yourself. The other way is self-restraint. While there are some who wants that horse to run wild or some who wants to live the life in in a wild way, there are others who want to cripple the horse and hobble the horse so that it can't run at all. And and, and that's not what God wants for you or for me. He doesn't want to, to cripple us. What he wants to do is he wants to bring all of your gifts, all of your abilities, all of your talents under control, focused. So that what happens is you can live an effective, productive life. So he doesn't want you to negate your desires or or somehow put aside your personality. He doesn't want to dampen your spirit. No, what he wants is he wants you and I to come to a place of where we're willing to bring everything that he has gifted us with under his control so that we can be effective and productive. Now, Jesus challenges us to learn from him because that's what Jesus did. Jesus says it like this in Matthew eleven twenty nine: For I am gentle or I am meek, meaning I'm under control. All of my abilities are under control. 
and humble in heart. And so Jesus wasn't weak. Let me tell you, he was a man's man. He wasn't a coward. He, he allowed men to put nails in his hands and in his feet because he was meek. He had all of his power. He did not retaliate. He had all of his power and all of his giftings under control. And so Jesus was a man's man. And he says, you know what? I'm gentle, I'm meek, and I'm humble. And then Paul says it like this to the church in Ephesus. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And so what does it mean to, to experience meekness? It's, it's your strength, your skill, your passion under control. It's focused. It's focused. You're headed in a specific direction. You see, what, what happens is if we're not careful, as human beings, we put a high price tag on doing whatever we want to do, living however we want to. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Be free, be you. Those are the phrases that we like to hear and that we share. But the fact of the matter is, it's not productive. It's not effective when all of those things just run wild because they bring no real benefit to you or to other people. You see, living life in a gentle, meek way is the effective way. It's the productive way because now you're channeling all of the abilities that God has given you, everything that God has placed in you in a focused way. And so what happens is now you can live life and life to the fullest. And so hear me on this, okay? When you become focused, when you get yourself under control by the power of the Holy Spirit, okay, then what happens is it brings about an incredible life, an incredible life. It gives you laser focus that will produce everything that God wants for you and me, to be able to enjoy life and life to the fullest. So meekness may be the reason why you're not experiencing what you long for in your life because it's not being produced. You're, you're, you're running this way and you're running that way. You're distracted. You're not focused. And so you're not effective. You're not productive. You see, gentleness is displayed through humility, unselfishness. It, it's, it's, it's pertained through strength under control. It's not anger. It's not a desire for revenge or it's not uh, uh, entitlement. It's strength under control. You see, listen, a gentle person doesn't overreact and a gentle person doesn't underreact. You see, gentleness is seen in our attitude. It's seen in our behavior. It's seen in our conversation. It's seen how we relate to one another. And it, listen, it can only be shaped and produced by the Spirit of God in you and me. I, I can't muster it up. Only by God living in and through me can this fruit called meekness or gentleness produce and this is why it's so important because Jesus said it like this, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so if my heart is not full of gentleness and love and peace and kindness and goodness, 
then what happens is I'm going to end up saying things that I regret. I'm going to end up doing things that I regret because the mouth speaks what's in the heart. And so we need this fruit in our heart. We need it to grow. We need it to be produced in our heart. And so we have to ask ourselves, you know, how quickly am I to forgive? How easily am I offended? Am I patient with my spouse? Am I patient with my kids? Am I patient with those around me? Or do I have a short temper? I go off because I'm out of control. Do we promote peace? Or do we create conflict? You see, listen, here's what I I want you to get today. It should be your goal. It should be my goal. It should be every person's goal who knows the name of Christ to restore and to rebuild other people, not to get revengeful. The only way that you can do it, the only way that I can do it, I can't do it in my own strength, is to be able to allow God's spirit to produce in me the fruit of meekness, gentleness. Look at what Proverbs says that gentleness will do for you and me. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Have you ever contributed to problems? Maybe in your marriage, maybe in your family, maybe at school, maybe at work, because you didn't respond with a gentle answer. You responded with a harsh answer, and it was just like throwing gas on the fire. You see, meekness, gentleness allows us to respond in an appropriate way. Paul says it like this in Ephesians, speak the truth in love. The only, listen, the only way that I can speak truth in love is this, if, if this fruit called gentleness or meekness is being produced in me. You see, it takes strength to speak the truth. It takes strength to forgive other people. And that soft spoken word cannot come from somebody who doesn't have meekness or gentleness being produced in them. See, here's what I want you to get. Gentleness is strength controlled. It's strength controlled. It doesn't limit you. It empowers you. You see, the meek, the gentle are humble. They don't have to prove their strength to other people. They simply exhibit this this quiet but powerful strength that lives in them through their character. You see, the meek, the gentle person, listen, always displays character. And they don't try to control other people. You know why? Because they're experiencing self-control within them. You see, what happens is this. The man or the woman who's constantly trying to prove to everyone else how strong they are ultimately fails ultimately struggles in their relationship with people. And so meekness, gentleness, this fruit that God wants to produce in you and me is strength under control. It's character that enables you and I to respond in the right way in every situation and in all relationships. But it's also strength channeled, strength channeled. And and, and this is where gentleness and meekness has its real power. It enables us to control ourselves. 
and we don't have to control other people. The reason why people try to control other people is because they lack the ability to control themselves. And so when you and I see someone trying to control someone else, basically what it says is they don't know how to control themselves. And for some reason, what happens is we think that it's better to control other people than to control ourselves. And yet, when you are able to control yourself, it impacts every relationship that you have. Now, here's what I know. When I say the word gentleness or I say the word meekness, for some of us, especially us men, we don't think it's manly. And I'm telling you, you're dead wrong. You see, listen to me. Jesus was tender-hearted and tough-minded. He was tender-hearted and tough-minded. And if we're not careful, men, we associate gentleness with weakness. You see, what happens is the world portrays a man of being rough and rugged, and we can be tough-minded. But a man who's really a man is also tender-hearted. He's gentle. He can handle every situation, whether it's with his wife, whether it's with his daughter, whether it's with his boys, whether it's with other people. And we must decide today that this is a fruit that I must have in my life. We must say, God, you know what? I need this to be produced in my life. I don't have the willpower to do that. And so I'm looking to you to produce this fruit. I want to be gentle. I want to be sensitive. And yet at the same time, I want to be tough-minded. I don't want to be rigid. I don't want to live by black and white rules, so to speak. I want to be able to care about people. I want to be able to connect with people. I want to be able to respond in the right way in every situation. And so meekness and gentleness is strength controlled and strength channeled in the right way, in the right way. And so how does this happen? How can you and I cooperate with the Spirit of God? Let me give you a couple of ways. One is through humility, humility. Listen, if you're going to take a step in the way in which God wants you to, to live and experience life, then you have to humble yourself. And until you're willing to humble yourself, listen, you will never be able to allow God's spirit to produce in you not only gentleness, but none of the other fruits. It comes by you and I saying, God, you know what? I can't do this on my own. And remember, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. It's the ability to be other-focused. And so what happens is humility is saying, God, I can't do this. I admit, I don't have the ability. I don't have the power to be able to do this. And I need your spirit working in me. I've reached my limit. I can't provide this for myself. And when you realize that God created you to be a blessing to other people, you will want to be able to use everything you have and utilize it to be able to do that. See, Jesus says this in Matthew eleven twenty nine. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. See, a gentle person, a meek person is at rest. You know why? Because they're under control. They're not, they're not a loose cannon. And so 
Jesus says, you know what? I'll teach you how to be gentle. I'll teach you how to be able to be meek. I'll teach you how to be able to, 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 to live life effectively and productively. You see, what Jesus didn't say that sometimes we might want to hear from him is I'll teach you how to have endurance. I'll teach you how to have stamina. I'll teach you how to have courage and confidence. You see, what Jesus really wants is for you and I to learn gentleness and humility because when we do that, it allows us to manage everything that life throws at us. You see, you probably don't realize this, but let me help you with something today, all right? The two biggest causes for your relationships to suffer and for great harm to happen is arrogance and aggression. Aggression happens when you do things too quickly. You don't wait. You don't ponder. You don't think through. You don't delay. You just go. You don't trust God. You jump in with both feet. And as a result, what happens is you do damage. And so you fill up your life with a lot of things that, you know what, really, they're not needed. And then arrogance is the idea that you know it all. That, that you know what's best. You know how to handle every situation. You can control everything in your life. And the truth is, when you try to do it all and have it all and be it all and experience it all, guess what? Your relationships suffer because you'll try to do that through aggression or arrogance. And the antidote is gentleness and humility. You see, listen, no doubt you've tried a lot of different things to make relationships work. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try trusting God? Why don't you just say, Jesus, I need to learn from you. You're a man's man. You're the greatest person who ever did life. And I want you to teach me humility and gentleness. And guess what? He will, and you will find rest for your souls. Here's the second way, and that is submission. Uh Uh-oh, dirty word, right? Dirty word, submission. But we don't understand submission. Submission is, is, is when you entrust yourself to someone who you know is greater than you, wiser than you, smarter than you. And so we're called to submit. And the first one that we're called to submit to is who? God. And how do we submit to God? We submit to God through his word. His word. You see, James says it like this. Receive with meekness, okay, the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Now, there's two Greek words here for the word receive. One is self-prompting. And self-prompting is where you, you read the scripture. You might learn some facts. You might learn some truths but you get it here, you don't receive it here. You see, until you receive the word of God with meekness, you cannot really know the word of God. You cannot really live out the word of God. Until your spirit, okay, until your spirit humbly receives the word of God, it will not be effective in your life. It just won't. You see, you have to be broken. Your will has to be broken, just like that horse. And so what happens is we have to submit to God's word. And when you do, guess what? 
you come alive. So you have to ask yourself this question. Am I a hearer of the word only? Or have I received, okay, have I received the word of God with meekness? Am I willing to obey it no matter what? You see, the self-willed person says this. Let me hear what the word of God says, and then I'll decide whether I want to obey it or not. And you'll never experience meekness and gentleness in your life. You see, the, the humble person, the meek person says, God, what does your word say so that I can follow it, so that I can obey it? And so we want to be able to submit to God's word. And you know what? That leads me to the second one. And that is this right here. We not only need to submit to God's word, but we need to submit to others. Uh-oh, that's right. Submit to others. You see, God is a God of order. He has placed people in your life. The family, it's the father and the mother. At the workplace, it's the owner. It's the leader. In the church, it's the pastors. And what happens is you'll never be able to submit to anyone else until first you submit to the word of God. You see, Jesus demonstrated this. This is why he says, come and learn from me, and you'll learn gentleness and humbleness. You see, in, in John chapter 13, he records an encounter that Jesus had with the disciples. He was their leader. He was their leader. And it was coming up on the time of where he was going to die for the sins of the world. And they went to the upper room. Some of you are familiar with that. And it's where they had the Last Supper. And they came to this upper room, and guess what? There was no one there to wash their feet. Somebody forgot to take care of that detail. And so they came into the room, and they all were staring at the walls and up because nobody wanted to look at one another because they knew that somebody needed to wash their feet. But nobody wanted to submit to one another. And so scripture says that Jesus took the towel in the basin and he began to wash their feet. He submitted to them. Here's what he says. He says, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Submit to one another. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. You see, Jesus, listen, Jesus was able to submit in that specific situation because he was submitted to God. And when you're submitted to God, what happens is you have nothing to prove, nothing to hide, and nothing to lose. And so how do we develop gentleness and meekness? Well, through humility and then through submission to God's word and to one another. You see, Paul says it like this, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. What he is saying here is when you and I have reverence for Christ, when we submit to him, you know what? We'll submit to other people. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, what happens if they're leading me down the wrong path? Okay, listen, this always trumps everything else. But the fact of the matter is most of us don't have that problem. We don't want to submit to somebody because we don't like to be told what to do because there's rebellion in your heart. You want to run wild. You want to do your own thing because meekness is not in you. 
Gentleness is not in you. See, listen, gentleness and meekness can only be developed when you're put in situations that you're uncomfortable with. That maybe rub you the wrong way. You see, a normal, healthy relationship is when we submit to one another out of Christ. You see, meekness is formed out of doing that which is difficult. That's why Paul says it like this. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. That's why we don't want to submit to people. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. You see, listen, I need need to be a man. I need to be a woman. I need to be a person who says to God, God, I want you to produce this in my life. And for that to happen, I need to humble myself. I need to submit myself to you and your word. And then I need to begin to learn to submit to other people. Sure, you listen to find out if what they're saying and how they're leading you aligns with God's word. But you need to be able to submit to other people. James says it like this, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving and gentle at all times. Would somebody describe you as a gentle person? See, that's meekness and willing to yield to others. Listen, it is what? Full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Wow. Wow. David puts it this way. This is how it benefited his life. Look at what he says. You have given me, talking to God, the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Check this out. Your gentleness has made me great. You know what? What do people remember most? It's not what you and I do. It's how you and I make people feel. That's why he says here, your gentleness has made me great. Great. And when you and I allow the Spirit of God to produce in us gentleness, meekness, strength under control, strength channel, then guess what? You'll become great. You'll become great. Are you experiencing that in your life? If not, maybe because you haven't surrendered to God. And today you need to be able to say, God, I can't do this on my own. The only way I can do this is by your spirit living and producing in me the fruit of the spirit. Would you pray with me? Maybe today you need to take the first step and invite Jesus into your life and say, Jesus, as much as I know and as much as I understand, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to teach me how to be gentle and humble so that I can find rest for my soul. If you'll do that, I promise you, he'll come and live in you and his spirit will begin to produce in you the fruit that comes from knowing him. For others of us, we've done that. But the truth of the matter is, we're not submitting to God's word. 
There's things that you know that you're not submitting to God in, areas of life, which has caused you to rebel against him and against other people. Maybe today you need to come back and recommit yourself and just say, God, I choose to submit myself to you and your word and give me the meekness and the gentleness to be able to submit myself to others when it is appropriate and biblical. And so, Father, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you that you have called us to be effective and productive, and you've given us a way through the power of your Spirit to produce fruit in our life. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.